0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 28 of the Heroes for Sale podcast. Uh, I am your host, Adam. So, like I said, I'm going to be trying to record on the move a little bit more just because I have have some time while I'm walking to work and walking from work. Also, I figured out that the iPhone headphones, microphone, actually is a pretty good... It's a decent microphone. If I'm going to be completely honest, like, if you are, if you have an iPhone, and you're looking for a microphone, I maybe ch- check out, <laughs> check out just a pair of, like an iPhone one for your phone at least, because uh, that's how like I record all these podcasts. I mean, as you probably heard at the beginning of the show, with the sponsor is Anchor, um, and with Anchor, I am able to record all my episodes right on my phone, which sometimes I have recorded. Just with like the iPhone speaker, which I mean, sounds fine as well. I am, I I think I have a mic that I'm buying or I have, I will be buying in the next few months, maybe, I don't know. But so let's, I'm gonna get into what today's episode is about. So, you know, I think there is two two main are sides of this uh, in this no actually that's sorry I'm gonna restart here there are there's probably three three sides here people who think that sports cards are an investment people who don't and that maybe who people who like to collect but they could see it as an investment I mean for the most part I, I would say that the two the the two there like the The investment crowd and the non-investment crowd um, are pretty pretty split on the discussion for the most part. Like, the people who—it's hard for—so for me, basically. I'm just going to get into it. If you're listening to this, you know, I don't know if you're an investment person or a non-investment person. Like, I mean, I think— What I've seen when people try and say that it's not an investment, they get into, like, very specific details about why it isn't. And then you get into maybe people... The thing is, like, I I see more people arguing that it isn't an investment than it is, I guess. People, um, which, like I said, I mean, I think it is, but I also don't think it's something that, like, you should... It shouldn't be... Your whole, your whole portfolio, I guess. I mean, I don't know. If you are an, an investor, you know, like, I have... The way that I look at it, basically, is I have I have some stocks. I mean, but realistically, like, I have, like, one Disney stock and I have, like, one Facebook stock. And then, actually, I do have an interesting stock that I bought when it was pretty cheap was Snapchat uh because my sister interestingly enough was a camp counselor and she was saying that all the campers were using Snapchat messaging instead of texting and this is when for I forget the reason but like Snapchat was like down it maybe had like a couple like a quarter or two where for whatever reason the the investors or whatever, I, see, I don't under, that's one thing I don't exactly understand about how stocks can go up and down like that, but it was like six bucks, and I bought it, and, like, right now, actually, I have my phone right here, and I can just look it up. Realist, and like I said, another thing about that is, like, I only bought, like, three or four shares of that, so now it's up to 16, so, like, sure, the investment has gone up, and is my best performing stock that I own, but like, like I said, I've only bought like three or four shares of it, so it's not like it's not like I'm rolling in the Snapchat dough. Like if I had it, if you had invested a hundred thousand dollars, you more than doubled your money since. I mean, I bought it this year, I think I bought it this year. I don't remember, but whatever. So, you know, I don't even remember the point. So oh, so maybe. I think the point was that if you're if you're an investor, if you're in the place to invest money, like sure you could go with the stock market, like if you if you are buying shares of Facebook or Disney or I mean Apple, all of these stocks, or if you have like a Vanguard, uh or you have a 401k or you have a any of the numerous options that you have if you're looking to take the money that you have and put it somewhere where it's, it will grow, I guess. Um, but sports cards is... I don't know. I guess I believe that like if you're buying the correct card you, you can do... you can grow the money that you put into that card. I, and I mean, like... I know I, I, back maybe in last May, I think there were, for some reason there was like a big argument against it being an investment. And someone was saying, well, there's, I remember someone saying this. I don't remember who it was off the top of my head. But they were saying, well, you know, I own stock in uh, Nike and the Nike stock pays a dividend, which is, I think this is what it is. And I'm not going to—I may be incorrect, so uh, don't take this as gospel here. But, like, a dividend is basically just at the end of the quarter, if you own stock, depending on the amount of stock, the company pays out dividends, which—I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Like, you're not—with a sports card, that's obviously not happening. Uh, So, yeah, like, in that scenario, sure, you're not getting a dividend, technically, from a sports card— but, to say that it's to say that it's just not an investment i mean i I could see how you could argue that it's not a smart investment um I could see how you could look at um you could look at any of the Bowman autographs and say the three hundred dollars or whatever you're spending if you're spending off top of my head if if you're spending three hundred dollars on a prospects auto, like if you bought a Wander Franco auto for however much you bought it for, if he doesn't pan out that's just, you, you you lost the money, which it's it's similar, there aren't, I don't know if there are stocks, and I don't know enough about the stock market to say there aren't stocks that do that, like there aren't like if you were looking at companies during the boom of the internet, like, when it first was around, like, there was one website that was, like, I forget, I've i seen, like, a documentary about it, but, like, there were, were companies that owned websites, and the companies that just owned the websites had high values, like, in the stock market, but then eventually once people realized that you can't just make money from, uh, you can't just make money from having a website, or you have to, there's certain aspects of it that you have to, there's stuff that you have to do for the website to actually make money that there was a decline, obviously. And I I also don't think, like, I don't know, you, you can look at certain cards and I would say that there are certain cards that are better investments than there are others. Like... I mean the Giannis. If you if you put a thousand dollars and you bought a thousand dollars worth of Giannis two years ago, like you more than doubled your money. I mean even just in the last year, I believe his his PSA 10 rookie card has gone from like four hundred dollars or something to three no two over seven hundred. I mean I slab stocks. Let me just pull their post up because they have the exact numbers and it did. Outperform the S&P 500. So the Janus looks like it went from went from around 200 to above 7. So, I mean, that's kind of the thing. It's like, if you're buying the correct card, yes, you can make money from investing in the card. You know, I myself, at least, from a I'll say it's from an investment standpoint. I mean, I look at cards, in my opinion, that I see have a lot of potential. Just for an example, I mean, I would say that these two, or I'll I'll give three examples here. So a card that I looked at over the summer that I've talked about on previous podcasts is the Kobe uh, PSA 10 rookie card. They were selling for around 100 to 125. You know now they're up in the 200 to 225 to 250 range. But at the same time, like you look at something like that, and Kobe's going to be going into the Hall of Fame. So I looked at that as pretty uh, a decent safe investment. I, and I looked at it as something that had a lot had low risk associated with it because kobe even if kobe wasn't going into the hall of fame like worst case scenario you you, i could be able to sell the card back for around the same price and i understand there's fees of shipping and there's fees on ebay and there's sellers fees and there's buyers fees and if you're heavily invested in the stock market i'm sure there's fees as well and then you look at like i'll look at uh the mbappes that i've been buying you know, that's a player that is shown that he's one of the best players in the league. And it may be a bit of a more of a high risk because of the fact that we, th- there isn't a demand right now for it. And if there's no, if, the, if the, for whatever reason, if soccer cards never become popular, then that would have been something maybe that it wasn't a good investment. But then you also, then the third kind of example is like I'll buy cheap cards that I see that are, I would, like, penny stocks in the stock world, and I'm trying not to make the exact comparisons because um, if I make exact comparisons, I'm sure someone could pick apart the actual comparison and then uh, uh, devalue the point that I'm trying to make. So what I'm saying is that, like, the Becky Hammond cards that I bought, those were more of a... I mean, those were like three bucks, which I don't know. I think realistically, I need to start kind of having what I want to sell the cards for uh and looking at maybe potential actual potential profit if I eventually want to sell it, but like also so for that example, like the Becky Hammond basically uh it was like three bucks, and I figure. One of the strategies I've kind of developed has been I want to buy players that are either going to be the first of something or the best of something. And if Becky Hammond becomes a coach, she'll be the first coach, female coach of a male pro sports team. And I think that is significant. Now, is that going to translate to the price of her card going up? I don't know. And But it feels like that could be a reason why someone might look into the cards like uh Shoei Otani is another example he He technically isn't the first, but he's one of he's the first player of this generation to put up similar numbers to a player like babe Ruth, who was a pitcher and a hitter eventually just became a pitcher but Otani is becoming he's breaking records that Babe Ruth held as a pitcher and a hitter. So, like, he's the first player to break these records since the 20s. So, like, that's another example of a player who's doing something that's—he's the first of something. And then the best, I guess you could look at the Kobe's, basically, and say, like, he's the one of the best. Uh, That's why, if you have seen any of my TikToks—I made a TikTok the other day that was like, you should be buying cards of players who are the best at their sport. For example, LeBron James. I think that card also has a good chance of increasing in value over the long term— um, and we're about 13 minutes in, but I think the point that I'm trying to get at is that, uh, like, not maybe not the point that I'm trying to get at, but something that, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I saw that the, uh, two, it, it, that there, so there were two cards that sold in 2019 that, uh, were actually the, hold on, sorry, I'm looking it up right now. So they were, Two trading cards out of the top three. Wait, is this right? I'm I'm reading a post. It's it's the Tom Brady rookie playoff auto number to 100, and the Michael Jordan, um, the Michael Jordan Metal Universe '97 PSA 10. No, it wasn't a PSA 10, but uh, the cards. The Tom Brady sold for $400,000, which I didn't even realize. This, I mean, I. I don't know how I missed this story, but I just maybe I wasn't in actually you know I missed it because back in that back in February I wasn't making content. I took a little bit of a break during that period of time and I started again back in like march ish, so that's why I missed that one that happened in February, and then the Michael Jordan oh, so then the Michael Jordan was a week later, so I basically I missed these two because I wasn't making content at the time, but so let's see uh two basically it was two of the most expensive purchases on ebay were sports cards and you know you look at the tom brady card and you say four hundred thousand dollars wow that's a lot of money yeah and i don't think that someone who's spending four hundred thousand dollars on a tom brady card is i I, I, i'm imagining it's not someone who has five hundred thousand dollars and they're spending 80 percent of their net worth on the tom brady card it's probably someone in like the millions or tens of millions or hundreds of millions that are spending $400,000 on a card. Um, But, like, would that be a good investment? I guess. Um, There's only 100 of them. Uh, This one was a BGS 8.5 and a 10 auto, which doesn't really matter. I mean, most autos are going to be 10s. But it was a BGS 10.5. Or 8.5, sorry, excuse me. It's 8.5. And you look at the like is are those are those good investments, I guess, and you know you look at so there was another Tom Brady that recently sold earlier this month or earlier, no in December, sold in December it was sold for two sorry, I actually made a post about this, so let me just look up the post real quick so I can get the exact number uh two hundred and twenty four basically two hundred and twenty five thousand um, dollars which granted is a lot less than that $400,000 card. So if the person technically... It, it, I, think, I, I didn't say what the number was. So like if it, if it was numbered to 12, that's probably the reason why it sold for $400,000. But like, is that a good investment? Um, I don't know. But I think for cards themselves... That card's selling for four hundred thousand dollars, and the other Tom Brady selling for two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars shows that like there's people who are spending that type of money on cards, which means there are people that probably have a decent amount of money, granted I don't know who these who the people are, and I don't know maybe maybe that person did spend the four hundred thousand dollars on the card. they only have five hundred thousand dollars, but like I just don't see that as a possibility, I guess. I don't know for sure, but like I'm saying, I just don't see it. I don't see that being true. And then, I mean, that's pretty much, pretty much the points that I wanted to like, get into about just like investments, I guess. And I mean, the same way that you shouldn't spend all your money on one thing. Like, sure, you can spend money on sports cards and you can make it an investment, but it shouldn't be like the only thing that you're invested in. If you're investing, granted, because like, so, and then and that kind of gets into my my other point. I I don't know if I'm gonna wrap this up or not, but it, the other point basically is like, some people are just buying to flip, so that way they can collect, and that's obviously a great great strategy. I mean, it's a realistic thing that you can do. Like, you can, like, the, the Luke. So, I haven't done this, and I don't know what the fees are and stuff like that. But like the Luke, hello. But uh. Like the uh, Luca rookie has a ton of volume that's selling on eBay right now, um, and if you are looking to flip, I don't I don't know where the margin. I, I think there's a mar. There should be some margin in in the flipping those cards. And if you want to flip, or but again, that, that, those are like two hundred dollars. So like I'm, but I'm sure there's other cards that have similar volume that you can probably flip, or you can go to check out my cards and try flipping on there and then use that money to spend on a bigger card. Um, I don't, I don't know exactly what you would want to do, but like, that's another option for sure is flipping and then, and then collecting because some people just look at it as a hobby and there's a lot of, I, you know, I did see, there was a tweet that was like kind of viral and it was like the tweet was something like not everything has to be a side hustle. Like they were saying something, there were almost like side hustle shaming. And that's a stupid, it's the stupidest thing that I've said all year so far, but like that's sort of what they were doing. They were, they were making it seem like people that have the side hustle that are also hobbies or they were trying to not demonize it, but it was like, it was a viral thing and it was like a, it seemed a little bit pretentious to me. If you're gonna, if I'm going to be completely honest, like, Sure, hobbies, I guess, don't have to be side hustles, but they can be. So, like, with sports cards, for me, that is what it is, it, or it, I'm trying to make it into. like. But it's more of the content where the the sports cards is just the subject of the content. So, like, I'm not really as much of a flipper on eBay. I, would, so, I, I want to just because, like I said, I, I mean, it's... There should be margins, I just haven't... It's just not something I've gotten into, I guess, if that makes sense. I did it again. I said in one of the other podcasts I'm going to try and do that, but that's the first one I think I've said all podcasts, so that's good. Um, and there's there's maybe some options, I guess, if you are trying to buy and sell the cards to then be able to start a collection. I guess not something that I have done particularly well or tried to do. I mean, if I were to sell my Lucas now or if I were to sell my Kobe's now, I would probably have I have enough to kind of I don't I also need to start I need to do a better job of just tracking the cards that I'm buying and seeing where basically the cards are selling for essentially. Uh, because that's definitely something that I have not done that I do need to keep track of because like I said I just need to keep track of like if I'm trying to sell it for a certain price like what's the price that I want to eventually get for the for what I paid for it because if, if it's an investment there should be some sort of tracking that's maybe one thing that you can look at and you say if you can track it maybe that makes an investment I don't know but that's kind of just a, a rant, kind of my thoughts on the investment side of sports cards and – because I, I saw the Tom Brady stuff and, you know, it's just not – I don't think – I don't know. I guess that you could look at the – you look at a four, $400,000 card and you say where's the, where's the margin there? I don't know. I don't know if that ends up – if someone ends up selling that for a million or whatever. Like – like, the Mike Trout sold for $400,000, and I'm sure the Superfractor, I'm sure that could probably sell for... If he wins another MVP or whatever, I'm sure those could sell for, like, higher than the 400000 but you never know. I guess it's... But it's the same thing in... It's similar with the stock market. Like, there's been tons of stocks that have gone up and gone down. It's just the fact that there's more cards than... There's more cards and players than there are companies on the New York Stock Exchange. Maybe even in the history. So, I don't know. I think cards are an investment. But they shouldn't be your only investment. Uh, That's maybe what I'll say about that. Uh, That's going to be it for today's episode. Uh, Episode 28 in the books. Here's for sale on Instagram. You already know what to do. Uh, Here's for sale on TikTok. We're on there posting three or four videos a day i've kind of shifted my content a little bit to tiktok so like uh if you're on there just check it out it's the same tiktok or i mean it's the same name as my here's for sale on instagram um it's pretty much it for this episode so i will uh talk to everybody in the next one see ya